Yeah, my name is Stephen Munn and I'm CEO and Artistic Director of Absolutely Cultured. Well, we're here in the Humber Street Gallery. Tell me what's happening here this evening. Well, it's just a really exciting evening for us. Um, it's the launch of the Floodlights Project, which is basically three brand new digital commissions that are going to be presented across the city in Princess Quay, White Frigate and the Trinity House Academy. Um, so brand new spectacular work and we're just launching it tonight so there's going to be some speeches from the Arts Council, from Marketing Humber and from Hull City Council just really celebrating our city and celebrating new work and new cult how culture can really play a part in the city. And what's the theme of this work? The name sort of gives it away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's spectacular work, but it's the three commissions are looking and exploring Hull's relationship with water. So we're partnering partnerships with Yorkshire Water, Living with Water, and the University of Hull Research um, in terms of flooding and the city's relationship with water. You're right, because the city... Its history comes out of the water, you know, Wyke, the inlet and, and all of that. And then, you know, uh, at the mercy of the water and a place of transmigration for people who come through the water. It just transcends the city, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And the city, you know, it's got a huge maritime history and, and we're celebrating that through, through a great heritage project at the moment. Um, but what we were concerned with is, is really looking not just at the, at the troubles that the, the city has with water and the flooding that has happened in the past, but trying to look at it with an optimistic eye about how we might look to educate, look at the next generation children and really instigate change. But I don't think it's the role of arts and culture to bang people over the head. We just want to put messages out there. We want to entertain, give something spectacular, but make people think as well. Because, you know, we, we hear of the problems, if you like, with uh, eco-anxiety and these sorts of things. So people need a bit of inspiration and stuff to wonder at, but make them think at the same time. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. But I, I think with the arts, it's always been that thing around we're here to entertain, we're here to put on a show, but there's always been activists within the, within the arts. And I think we want to find that balance of giving a message, but really taking people with us on a journey. And, you know, we all have a responsibility, an environmental responsibility. Arts organisations are absolutely cultured. This gallery need to think about the work it's putting on, recycling, the energy we're using, all of those things. So we're going through a complete revolution in the way we're thinking and operating now. But it's all with that thing about will versus the money. Everything costs money, so... Yeah, it's an interesting ambition that we've got, but we're on a journey with it. I mean, this is really all part of a legacy of City of Culture in many respects. Yeah, I mean, City of Culture was fantastic for, 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 for Hull. And, you know, it's the legacy of it in 2021 is really about what the cultural organisations are doing now, the work that they're doing, but all the stuff in the public realm, the way the, the local authority is looking at culture and supporting 
the sector as well. And that has all been really kick-started by the UK City of Culture, which, you know, it, 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 let's face it, it's four years on now, but we're still talking about it and it's still relevant and it's really positive, I think. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're getting a good crowd in for the launch. Uh, so we wish you well with it and look forward to see the artwork around the city. Oh, thanks, Jonathan. I hope you enjoy it. I will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Lindsay Stockley. I'm the Head of Creative Programmes at Absolutely Cultured. There's three artworks um, from three separate artists um, that, that form, form Floodlights, the, the full event. Um, they're, in, they're, all, they're all in different spaces in, in the city centre. One of them's indoors um, and... Um, on Whiteforgate, one of the streets, one of the buildings on Whiteforgate, um, and that piece is by Limbic Cinema, um, which is um, a projection and light show piece. It's about it takes about half an hour for the whole the whole experience. You go in one part of the building and you come out of the other, and you get to kind of wander through the building. Um, and um, they they've worked with local communities here in Hull, um, and also local artists here to. Um, talk about um, stories of flooding here really in, uh, in, in the um, in the city and um, and kind of created their piece together in co-creation with those those people um, and we've got um, Davy and Kristin Maguire who have got a piece inside the water of um, Princess Key shopping centre the water that's outside so for that piece it'll be um, you're actually looking down into the water and there's an underwater world that's created so there's projection onto screens under the water um, and that piece is really about um, it's much more about the myths and legends around water um, and how we kind of like yeah how we think about water um, but it's really about also how habitats have been um, changed through climate change and um, sea creatures and mermaids have come and taken up residence in the water in, in Princess Key Shopping Centre. And then our third piece um, is by Bent Media um, and that's on the Trinity House School um, over on George Street and um, that's really a, a really exploration of the of the deep of the sea again and um, the artist has worked with the students at school to um, talk about their experiences of water, how they see the sea um, looked at the past, looked at the future, looked at the school and the kind of nautical learning that they do there. Um, so that's a real exploration of, of, of lots of things to do with water. Thanks, Bryony. Um, yeah, just partnership is really important, as, as has been said, to absolutely cultured. And it's that um, the partnership with arts and business is incredibly important now and looking forward. So I'd just like to... Welcome next, Diana Taylor, Managing Director of Marketing Humber, to say a few words as well. Thank you very much. Uh, so here we are at the end of day four uh, of the Waterline Summit, and I can't think of a better way to finish than this VIP launch of Floodlights, so thank you for inviting me. Um, so as Marketing Humber, um, we are charged with promoting this amazing city and region as a great place and that's a great place to live work study and invest and arts and culture for us has a fundamental role in improving place in building place uh, it, re it revitalizes and it regenerates 
uh, and it re regenerates our cities, our towns, our villages, our coastvales, dales, the whole shebang. And for me, what it does is it helps build that USP and that <coughs> value proposition. And our value proposition at the moment, of course, and this week's focus is all around decarbonisation. But that value prop proposition is really important for us to be able to attract the investment, to attract the talent and retain the talent that we need here that gives us that workforce of the future. And I think uh, for many of us, whether you work in private sector, public sector, academia, we've all seen the various levels of value that arts and culture can bring to business. So on a very fundamental level, uh, it provides reward for employees, it might improve your workplace offer, it might improve your work-life balance. But if you peel back all the layers, it fundamentally allows expression and it allows connectivity and when you can connect people then you can achieve some miraculous things and so for me art and culture isn't an add-on though it is a business sector in its own right it improves lives it adds to the economy and it has a fundamental part to play and in my belief alongside digital technology and innovation should be present and woven into every business in this region. It also, throughout history, has played a fundamental part in helping society face challenges and conflicts, whether that might be flood or famine or war or maybe pandemics. And you only have to look at the last 20 months to see what we faced. And I think you'll see that we have had a fundamental shift in the relationship between place and people and maybe we have a better understanding or a better focus on what quality of life really means and quality of life is about to be challenged even more by the impacts of climate change and thus I believe that art and culture will play an ever more needed role within our businesses within our communities within our families to actually face this challenge and I'm really pleased that arts and culture has been uh, woven into the Waterline Summit, in fact, for many months. Uh, and if I wind the cl clock back to May, we launched the Waterline Student Challenge. And I didn't foresee, and maybe naively didn't foresee, how many 11 to 18-year-olds would express their sustainability projects through the form of imagery and art and sculpture. And back in August, we were lucky enough uh, to be working with the Freedom Festival and we were welcomed by the Freedom Festival to join in the Gaia Earth exhibition and it, and, it, and it was wonderful to see the businesses and families and children standing under uh, the Gaia Earth hung in the Minster. And throughout this week and COP26, we have photography and resident artists and theatre and videography and games. We have all sorts of expression of our region in the fight against uh, climate change and how we are going to lead the way to decarbonisation. It will be led by arts and culture. And it will be led by arts and culture and it will put us on the international stage. And that's, that's quite a thing for this sector to be able to do. So I think fundamentally, we know that culture it can be at the heart of diversity, it can be heart of cultural and behavioural change, which changes narratives 
And I think when you look at the size of the narrative that we need to change and the behaviours that we need to change, again, I think it's going to become an ever more needed thread. So I'd just like to say thank you for bringing arts and culture to the waterline. I think if you think about the connectivity and how many people you're going to connect with over this next weekend, that's not a bad weekend's work. So thank you very much. And just finally, I'm looking forward to seeing it at the weekend myself and bringing my family. So thank you very much for that as well. Um, and thank you for listening to me tonight. Cheers. So just finally, I'd just like to welcome um, Lee Pitcher to, um, to, to say a few words. Now, Lee is... Um, he is the, the, the new chair of Absolutely Cultured, which is absolutely fantastic. So um, an environmentalist, we're a cultural organization and we've got an environmentalist as a chair. And I think that is a real statement of our intent as an organization for that really close partnership between environment and arts and culture. So I'm just going to ask Lee up um, to say a few words. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen, and thank you everybody for coming this evening. Now, I have to say that uh, one month into a roll, this is uh, pretty damn good. It's going to be really pretty tough to beat, isn't it, going forwards into the future. So we've really set a really high standard coming into a, a, brand, new, a brand new job. But it's a, a job that I feel very privileged to have, uh, to have taken on. So for me, social mobility is a hugely important thing. We've got the most wonderful communities, the most wonderful diverse communities here in Hull. But those communities, there are people within them that just sometimes don't have the ability to be able to reach out or have the opportunities to see some of the things that others do. Things that, that can inspire them or give them aspiration or give them a passion to do something different with their lives, to make themselves something very, very different. Now, arts did that for me as a, as a young child. It gave me something to escape, something where I could just pull myself into just for a little while and think about what the future can hold. Now, I never thought that that future would mean, A, a career in the water sector and being able to run a project like Living With Water here in Hull, where we're looking at what we need to do for the next 20, 50, 100 years to make sure that it stays here for future generations. But I certainly never thought it would allow me to take my passion for arts and culture and be able to do something with that that's really special. Now, I think the thing to remember is that this is about ordinary people, isn't it? This is about ordinary people and how climate change and our need to be sustainable for the future impacts our lives. But it's ordinary people, like all of us in the room, who come together to do the most special and extraordinary things. And it's those things, those exact things that we need going forward into the future that will actually get us through everything we need to to adapt to this challenge, which is the biggest challenge that humanity has ever seen. So bringing the two worlds together of arts and culture and climate change and using arts and culture as a catalyst to bring people together to collaborate and do what we need to do for the future and be successful and continue to thrive, survive and just love this wonderful, beautiful city. So let me thank all of those very, very special people, extraordinary people, our team in Absolutely Cultured and all of our partners 
that have come together to collaborate to produce what is going to be absolutely mesmerising and really quite phenomenal. Have a lovely time. Thank you very much. It's a privilege. Thank you. Denise Palmy, um, Arts Council England, Relationship Manager, Visual Arts. First of all, tell me about your impression of this project. Um, my impression is that it's really ambitious and it's brought on lots of different partners that have got a, a shared um, ethos. And that's really exciting because it's something that bridges across from the private sector and the public sector, but it's really innovative creatively. So it's exciting. Mm. I mean, Hull is a city that has a history linked with the water in so many ways. And here we are facing climate change. We've got COP26 coming up. And the arts is really taking a, a, an important role, I think, in stimulating dialogue, conversation, thought. How important is it for the arts to engage in this way? For the Arts Council, it's twofold. We want the arts to be leaders and being able to kind of translate the science, perhaps, and encourage a change in behaviour that really interprets and helps people to address climate change. But we also want the arts to be responsible employers, responsible organisations, and to be able to change their organisations to meet net zero. And that's a challenge too. And one of the exciting things that we're seeing is that the arts is, is also a sector that is contributing to changing economies. So we're seeing the growth of new businesses that are meeting um, uh, needs, changes in business needs that are being supported through the arts, such as things like new print mechanisms, new lighting systems for theatres, all of which are part of the arts economy. So it's quite an exciting time of change for us, really, as a sector. I mean, in, in Hull, the, the city of culture, back in 2017 and the legacy continuing, has engaged a much wider public in the arts. Um, they've sort of discovered the arts as something they can actually be involved with. Is this a trend you're maybe seeing elsewhere? Or is the public more embracing of the arts and more willing to engage with it? Um, well, that's an interesting question because there, there are many barriers to the arts. There, there are social barriers, there are financial barriers. But one of the things that we've seen through City of Culture is the accessibility of different art forms like street arts and presentations like uh, tonight at Floodlights. And, and people could just relax with that. They can just bring their families, have a great time, not have to spend a lot of money, um, engage in something, a spectacle that is, is completely out of the ordinary. And I think we are seeing an uptake and expectation that we want cities which are creative, exciting, and that will also attract people to move to cities as well. And from an Arts Council perspective, do you feel Hull has made the most of its opportunities and is continuing to do so? That is a really interesting question. Uh, no, Hull has absolutely, I mean, the whole city of culture, you know, matched no other. It, you know, it absolutely was put Hull on the map and the programme was fantastic. 
And there's expectations then that build from audiences, which are very difficult to meet when you haven't got that huge level of investment that you had back in 2017. But the networks that developed at that time, the enthusiasm, the ambition is still there. And we're absolutely seeing people getting engaged in lots of different areas of the arts. And the arts, like many, but you know, has been hit hard by COVID and uh, the recovery has bring its own challenges. How do you feel the sector is uh, performing, if you pardon the pun, in, in terms of its bouncing back from the challenges of, of COVID and the economic challenges we face now? That's a big question. Uh, I think um, different parts of the sector have been affected in different ways. So to some extent museums and galleries, we've got different operating models who aren't ticket dependent, have um, been able to bounce back quicker. Um, where organisations are, are dependent on earned income and you've got no audience, that's very hard. So that's a very difficult situation. But we've been very... Um, We've been, the sector has been very heavily invested in by central government through the Cultural Recovery Fund and we were able to distribute you know, four times our annual income through recovery grants that we gave out to the sector where there was need. So we think that together with government we've provided a cushion along with the furlough scheme and the loan schemes that have saved the sector as far as we can for now. So time will tell. And a huge amount of volunteering going on Absolutely. from practitioners in the sector. I mean, is there a hope that the energy that is going into recovery might maybe see something of a renaissance in the years ahead? You know, responding to all these challenges, but also celebrating coming back. Well, I mean, you and I won't remember the Roaring Twenties. But uh, there was that bounce back at that time. Yes. And there's an absolute enthusiasm. You can feel it. You can feel it in this room. People, people want to get back to life again, want to make and do, connect again. And, and God bless digital, but it will never replace live performance or live engagement. Um, I'm just so excited to be back in the city, really, and just to see it so lively again and positive. It's great. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Thanks. You.